Um, welcome back to the channel. If you guys are new to the channel, make sure you guys like, share, comment, subscribe over on Sportscaster, YouTube, and what have you. And make sure you follow us here on on uh, podcasting platforms. If you listen on Anchor.fm slash Sports Headlines, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever you listen to your podcast on, you can listen to it there. This is NFL Weekly following week five, so you know what it is. Today we're going to go through, like every other episode, we're going to go through every game throughout the week, get my thoughts on each game, um, and what else? Oh, and I'm going to do my top 10 NFL teams following week number five, and you're not going to want to miss that. Um, so with that, that being said, let's get into it. But first, today's sponsor for today's podcast episode is presented by, or well, crap. Today's episode is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, variety podcasters, with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today, become a member, and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast. Sports Headlines in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Once again, that's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And again, make sure you put podcast Sports Headlines in the, um, crap, How Did You Hear About uh, Podgo section of the application. Let's get into today's episode. So this is NFL Weekly, week five. So episode four, I think. I didn't do it at week one. So this is episode five of NFL Weekly. And you know what? Let's get into it. Um, But really quickly, breaking news out of the NFL. Uh, Well, we have a couple of breaking newses or whatever. That was terrible grammar on my part. My gosh. Um, Anyway... Yeah, we, we we do have some breaking news, though. Um, so let's kick off with the first story of the day. Uh, Denver Broncos running back uh, Melvin Gordon was arrested and cited late Tuesday night for driving for a DUI and can now face league discipline as well. Uh, police, police records show Melvin Gordon was ticketed for speeding between 25 and 35 miles per hour over the uh, speed limit in downtown Denver. Currently, Melvin Gordon is scheduled for a November 13th court date. And a statement this morning, the Broncos organization said, we are aware of the situation involving, involving Melvin Gordon. Our organization has been in communication with them as in the process of gathering more details. Um, so, yeah, this is reported from Jeff Legwood, Wold. Uh, ESPN senior writer um, for them. So that's the first piece of breaking news, if you will. Melvin Gordon, DUI, um, expected court date is set again for November. Um, I believe it was November 12th. Um, yep. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry, November 13th. November 13th. And that's the news on Melvin Gordon. Second headline for today's episode. Last night, the New York Jets released running back Le'Veon Bell. Um, 
and this is what the um, J- Jets team. I don't know what's wrong with that. The Jets team says this in a statement. After having conversations with Le'Veon and his agent and exploring potential trade options over the past couple of days, we have made the decision to release Le'Veon. The Jets organization appreciates Le'Veon's efforts during his time here, and we know how hard uh, we know he worked hard to make significant contributions to this team. We believe this decision is in the best interest of both parties, and we wish him future success. Um, and he he is not expected. He is not subject to waivers because he's a veteran, and he will be a free agent uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time today. So in the next four hours, and Le'Veon Bell immediately tweeted afterwards. He said he posted on Twitter the praying hands emoji, uh, thanking. The Jets for trading him, or thanking the Jets organization for his time there. But I think I know which one it is. He's definitely not thanking them for wasting two years of his career. Um, and we'll talk about Le'Veon Bell specifically as we move on into the show because I think it's a couple teams I think could use him. Um, and yet he also posted yesterday. Got a lot to prove. I'm ready to go. Um, He's right. He does have a lot to prove. But we'll get to Le'Veon Bell a little bit more later on. In the final news today, uh, Carolina Panthers enter enhanced coronavirus protocol after Falcons defensive tackle test positive. Um, The Atlanta Falcons defensive tackle Marlon Davis was placed on the COVID-19 list. They um, They played each other on Sunday. Falcons plays Davis on the list Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, in addition to daily testing, all players tier one and two must receive daily rapid points of care tests and test negatively before any facility. These are the protocols. Um, all meetings must occur virtually. Whenever possible, activities such as practice will take place either outdoors or in large open spaces. Personal protective equipment such as face masks or shields must be worn on the practice field by players and staff at all times. Gloves should also be worn on the field for all players except quarterbacks, even though Teddy Bridgewater, Panthers quarterback, always wear gloves on both of his hands. The weight room will be limited to no more than 10 players at a time, regardless of the size of the room, and the facility will be cleaned daily, and no team or player gatherings or group football activities will be permitted away from the facility, which is what the Titans reportedly did. Which is why there was a uh, another COVID outbreak with, within the Tennessee Titans organization. So please follow the rules, Carolina. I, I expect them to coach rules and a spectacular job down there um, in Carolina. Start off a little bumpy, um, but they're rolling now. They are absolutely rolling. They're three and two. In a division where, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to win it, but, I mean, it's kind of hard to say they're out of it right now with the teams like Fal- with the Falcons struggling, firing their head coach, which we'll get to later um, on today's show. Um, the Saints not figuring it out yet. The Bucks not being healthy to be able to figure it out yet. So um, very interesting predicament. That the Panthers are in the NFL's in. But um anyway, let's get into now the three headlines are over with. Let's get into some of the NFL games on tap for week five. Bucks and Bears, though. The Bears won this one 20 to 19. 
Look, um, we are, we already talked about this sports headlines on Friday. Brady just forgot to count. Uh, he can't count the four. He only got the six. Um, you know, just not no understanding the time and um situation. Basically, just for the Jared Smith. Um, the offense in the second half only produced nine points. Kind of, actually, not after the first quarter, only produced nine points. Um, I want to credit the Bucks' defense, but this is a Bears offense, and we know what this Bears offense is. We know what they're about. The Bears offense is mediocre at best. And that's really me being polite when discussing this Bills Bears offense. Um, so yeah, not not really much takeaway here. I want to see the Bucks at full strength. That's all I really want to know. You lose OJ Howard to for the rest of the season. You lose Vita Bay, I believe, uh, long term. If we get the announcements for the rest of the season or not, but you lose him um, on a defensive line. Um, Godwin's been out for a couple of weeks now. Mike Evans dealing with some injuries as well. Got to get everybody healthy. And I think when this team is healthy, they're the biggest threat to the Seattle, to the Green Bay Packers in the NFC because, I mean, their defense is better than Seattle. When they're healthy, I like the offense through five weeks to be at least be able to compete with that Seattle team. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to judge that game. Bears get a get a good win though. Next up, the Bengals and the Ravens. Um, okay, where do we start? Um, my gosh. So, do the Bengals intend on Joe Burrow only lasting a year and a half? Like, is that the plan? Like, my God, he was running for his life. Seven sacks. Seven sacks on the game. Seven sacks compared to the Ravens. Only Lamar gave sacked only one time, and I'm gonna get to Lamar Jackson in a minute, right? But you give up seven sacks, offensive line. What is going on? We knew you were bad, but my God, like sheesh! Give the man like a second and a half to throw the football. Like it, it, it felt like every time. That he would drop back the pass. He literally all he had to do was step back, was go one step back, and it's a sack. Like seriously, give the man some time to throw the football. This is even worse than what the Colts are doing to him uh, with Andrew Luck. This is ridiculous. Seriously, their offensive line, a better defense, and <laughs> this sounds like a lot, but they're an offensive line and better coaching decisions away from being at least five hundred. Seriously, the Eagles game, T. Higgins drops a pass, which probably puts them, like, they're on the cuffs of field goal range. Granny don't want to put the game on in the hands of Randy Bullock, but still. And then the Chargers game, I, I've been on record hating the decision to not go for it. Um, first and goal at the 12, I think it was like 10 seconds left. So, I mean, you make, a, they are a couple plays away from being 3-2. and two. And here they are at the bottom of division, 1-3-1. and one. Gosh, it must hate to be a Bengals fan. Look at Warren. Sheesh. And with Baltimore, why does Lamar Jackson only get two carries? He threw the ball 37 times on the Bengals. 
You should be running the football all over this team. And instead, you throw the ball 37 times. I think you threw it 22 times in the first half. It's not like it's not like you're down. It's not like they were losing and like, oh crap, oh crap, I need, I need gifts back in the game. No. They were up 17-0 going into the half. The Bengals didn't score. They didn't score until the fourth quarter. You throw it 37 times? For what? They're, they're making Lamar Jackson a pocket passer. That's not going to work. It's just not. What's so special or what was so special about this Ravens team is that on the occasion Lamar Jackson could drop back from the pocket and be a pocket passer. But that's not his strength to where he needs to throw it 37 times. You kidding me? You face the Steelers in two weeks. That's a major game. The Browns seem to be playing in together. You have to face them on the road at the end of the year. You have to go to Pittsburgh, to New England, against Tennessee. Get it together. I'm not a Baltimore fan, but get it together. Let's go. Next game. Um, Falcons, Panthers. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my gosh. Dan Quinn got fired. That's the biggest takeaway. Teddy Bridgewater has played well. I was like, um, okay. I did, I had, not going to lie to you, I have very low expectations of this team. Um, mainly because of Teddy Bridgewater. I was like, okay, how good can this offense even be? The defense is young. I mean, all you have to do is look at the seven picks they spent on them in the draft. But what he does, Teddy Bridgewater, he, he doesn't turn the ball over. So that's the Tampa Bay game, right? And he had to, he had to try to bring him back. But he, does, he rarely ever turns the ball over, right? Which is something that teams like the Indianapolis Colts could really use right now. It's a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. We'll get to them later. And when you have a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, is accurate with the football, can take the occasional deep shot, mobile in the pocket, you're going to win football games. You're going to be you're going to be in football games, right? And that's what Brett, Matt Rule has done. And you have a great coach in Matt Rule, which is why coach teams have won him for the longest now, it feels like, right? Because when you have a quarterback like that and you have a coach like this, right, you're going to be in some football games. You're going to be able to win some football games you shouldn't win, right? Um. And to the Falcons, well, first off, hats off to them for just getting rid of Dan Quinn. It only took a five, a 0 and five start. Like that's all it took. But Matt Ryan, like there were just throws throughout the game where I'm just like, what is that? Like Matt, this is the second time this year completing under sixty percent of his passes. Now. I, I don't like to use that stat as much as I used to because I know that can be a little misleading. Like, oh, hey, yes, he's completing 70% of his passes. Well, I mean, all of his passes are four yards beyond the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, yeah, he's completing 70% of his passes. But, I mean, you just watch the throws that he was making. He looked, un- he looked uncomfortable, right? He didn't, he, he didn't look confident. 
right? And and that's concerning in a quarterback when they lose their confidence, right? You had Julio Jones. You had Calvin Ridley, who's been the number one option this year. Todd Gurley's actually been playing pretty solid this year, right? So I, I'm just trying to figure out what's the problem, right? And he hasn't been – he hasn't really – oh, I'm sorry. He didn't have Julio this week, I guess. Um. I'm just trying to figure out, like, is it the mental barrier he hasn't gotten over of the Super Bowl? Because he hasn't looked the same. He has not looked the same since uh, Cal Shanahan left. Is it the mental barrier of, oh, my God, 28-3, I can't get over it? Because every time we look at this Falcons team, they're blowing a lead. 28, was it 28-3 on the Cowboys? It was like 20, it was something around there. 26-10 on the Bears? Right. And at some point that has to fall on coaching because of like, OK, how do we keep blowing big leads in the fourth quarter in the second half of games? How does this keep happening? It has to be coaching. Right. So I- I'm just trying to figure out what's the problem with Matt Ryan. Again, Todd Gurley's been running the football well so far this season. Right. Dallas, he was in the meh. Right. Green Bay. Man, I mean, he had two rushing touchdowns, so they're feeding him the ball. He has a rushing touchdown in every game this year. He's fourth in yards. He's getting over four yards of carry. See some consistency from Todd Gurley. Is he back or is he not back? All right, next up, I believe it is the Eagles and the Steelers. I mean, what do you want me to say? This the Steelers defense. Here, here's my only problem with the Steelers, if I'm being honest with you. Every game this year, and you look at the teams they play, the teams they play have been spectacular. But in every game, you look at this at, at the scoreboard, it's like, okay, they should be blowing the bricks off this team, and it's close. The Giants is week one, I'll give them a pass. But Denver, you win by five. But Houston, you win by a touchdown. They were down early in that game. The Eagles are going back and forth most of the game with them. Pittsburgh tried to pull away. Right, They went 31-14 in the third quarter. And then touchdown Carson Wentz to Greg Ward. Touchdown to uh, Travis Fulgham. And then, yeah, they pull away eventually. But you look at the scoreboard throughout the game, you're like, okay, why is it so close? The teams they played this year are, are trash. They're, they're garbage, pitiful, awful. The Giants, winless. Broncos, one win. Texas, one win. Eagles, one win. And this stretch of their schedule, these next three games, we're going to find a lot. We're going to find out a lot about this Pittsburgh team. At home against Cleveland. On the road at Tennessee, on the road at Baltimore. I'm, I'm going to say on the road at Dallas because Andy Dalton, with the, with those weapons, we, we know Andy Dalton is a capable quarterback. Andy Dalton with those weapons, that's a, that's a big game for that defense, for the, for the Steelers' defense. Got, got to find ways to, to just blow teams out. Beat the bricks, the breaks off of teams that are severely inferior to you. That's something we haven't seen from the Pittsburgh Steelers so far this year. Um, next up, the Jags and the Texans. Oh, Lord. Uh, I'm joking. Deshaun Watson, I didn't even really want to touch too much on the Eagles. Yes, he's terrible. Uh, the Jags and the Texans, Deshaun Watson. 
uh, in his first game with uh, Romeo Cornell. 359 yards, three touchdowns. Look, the Texans got to win. And no matter if Romeo is great or, or not, as long as they get – if they get to seven wins this year, Romeo's going to keep the job. They get seven wins this year, he's going to keep the job. I'm confident with, with, in saying that. He keeps the job? I mean, they get seven wins or so, keep the job. For sure. Not much to say there. Jacksonville, it sucks, right? Because you look at Gardner Minshew, um, and you're like, well, hey, I mean, he has promise, but their record is pitiful, and they're going to be in line to get a high draft pick. So if Trevor Lane's the, I mean, Trey Lance declares, Justin Fields declares, Trevor Lawrence declares, all first-round talents, or, well, Warner thinks Justin Fields isn't, he's going to be drafted in the first round. Um, all first-round quarterbacks, that means it is probably the end of the Gardner Minshew era before it really kind of started. It's kind of depressing. Um, really quickly, what are you guys' thoughts in the chat of everything I've mentioned so far? Make sure you guys, please put your comments down in the chat. Le'Veon Bell cut, where should he go? Uh, the Dan Quinn firing, is there anything wrong with Matt Ryan? And uh, thoughts on Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Now we have a couple more games. Let's finish them out. Cardinals, Jets. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Cardinals and shame of a franchise. Look, the Cardinals did the – they played the right way. They blew the – they beat the bricks. The bricks? I don't know why I would say bricks. They beat the bricks off of a terrible team. That's how you win. But I want to see you beat the freaking dog crap out of a team that's no business being there with you. They went 30 to 10. Kyler Murray, another interception. I think we don't talk about his interceptions as much because they're not like Daniel Jones interceptions. And we know how talented Kyler Murray is. And I love Kyler Murray. Any guy that goes to Oklahoma, I am with you. I'm rooting for you. Kyler, Baker, Jalen Hurts, CeeDee Lamb, Lane, Tom- Lane Johnson to a certain extent. Mark Andrews and I hate the crap out of the Baltimore Ravens, right? But you go to Oklahoma, I'm I'm your biggest supporter, your biggest fan. But that don't mean I'm not going to criticize you because, I mean, if you're a fan that doesn't criticize your favorite player or what have you when they're not playing well or what have you, I think you're fake. So I'm all, like, Kyler doesn't play well. Baker doesn't play well. I'm the I'm, I'm on him, right? Because, you know, OU, we have high expectations. All right, next game, the Rams and the Washington football team. Um, the story of the game was easily, uh, you know, Alex Smith making his return and every person watching the game getting scared to crap watching the game. Um, and, I mean, Aaron Donald. I mean, when did we – four sacks in a game. He has been – a for a wrecking crew all year long. Seven and a half sacks, two forced fumbles this year. He's been phenomenal. And in the past three games alone, he has six and a half sacks in three games. He's been spectacular. Aaron Donald, the defense has been really good all year long. Holding in, I mean, yeah, the 
holding a Bills team in the second half to one touchdown, trying to make a comeback. I know that was 28-3. to Holding a Cowboys offense to 17 points, holding the Eagles to 19 points. Yeah, the Giants are nothing to, to, to gloat about, but holding them to nine points and holding the Washington football team to 10 points. This Rams defense has showed up this year. They really showed up this year. Giving up the fewest points in the NFL. I'm sorry, third fewest. Third fewest. I forget there's 32 teams sometimes. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, they're, they lead, they're tied for the lead league in sacks, right? They're fourth in yards allowed, right? This defense, let's give credit where credit is due, all right? Really, this defense has overachieved this year, and that was the biggest thing going into the season. Like, eh, mm, the defense is a question mark. And if it wasn't for the Ravens' defense being solid and the Colts beating up on teams with no offenses, right, the Rams are the best defense in football this year. Give credit where credit is due. Right? I mean, seriously, the, the Ravens fight, faced the Bills, I mean, the Browns, before we really knew what the offense was. So I'm going to see them do that again. Okay? They faced the Browns, the Texans, got blasted by the Chiefs, the Washington football team, and the, and the Bengals. Like, come on now. Stop it. Um, but give credit where credit is due this, to this Rams defense. They deserve a lot of it. All right. Um, next up, the Niners and the Dolphins. Wow. Um, Jimmy G got benched. This is the headline of the day. Uh, I'm just going to run through the, the next couple games here. Browns, Colts, Baker. He's going to have to win them a game. He's going to have to win them a game at some point. It's the lowest fourth quarter QBR throughout the NFL. Kind of concerning to me. Um, Cowboys, Giants, you got to feel for Dak Prescott, but at the same time, Andy Dalton serviceable enough to get them a win or two. And in a division, we only need five or six wins to win the division. The Cowboys will be fine. Uh, Seahawks, Vikings, how did the Vikings now win this football game? I don't know. Um, and Chargers, Saints, um, it just sucks being a Chargers fan. Like, seriously. Win a close game, please. Um, or a better thing, better idea. Hold on to leads, please. Bills, Titans, not going to overreact. Um, and Raiders, Chiefs, I've been yelling from the mountaintops all year long about this Chiefs offense, and nobody has wanted to listen to me. Not one person yet. And I've been saying it all year long. I've been like, uh, Kansas City, the offense isn't there. I've been, I've been saying it all year long. And, it, and once again, I've, I've been proven right. So, but again, I'm not surprised because what I do. I saw the writing on the raw. Warner didn't. He didn't want to admit it. And I was right. But again, not really surprised by that. But anyway, let's get into my top 10 NFL power rankings for week five so we can wrap up today's show. Number 10, uh, the Tennessee Titans. They were not on my list last week. Um, they make the list this week, giving incredible props to Mike Variable. 
and this team coming prepared. Derrick Henry murdered Josh Norman, literally. Um, I'm not going to overreact to this Bills team. I'm not going to overreact. Um, and I'll get to them later, but I'm not going to overreact at all. Really not. Um, the first interception was not really his fault. It was muff or, you know, bobbled by the receiver. Um, so that that's not really his fault. The second interception, throwing it into traffic, trying to mount a comeback, that's more so on you. But I'm not gonna really, you know, you know, garbage or throw or throw trash or whatever. And my, but the biggest thing though, you're deep in Tennessee territory. You're you're down eleven. You're trying to make a comeback, and you almost put the nail in your own coffin there. I mean, seriously, that that drive ends in a touchdown. You're down 21-17 or 21-18 if you go for the two-point conversion. You get it, right? Your defense just forced a punt. Seven minutes almost ran off the clock. Number nine, the Cleveland Browns. They move up a spot. Again, Baker's got to win a game for them. Number eight, Tampa Bay. Not going to overreact it on the Buccaneers. They'll be fine when they get healthy. Number seven, the Bills just talked about them. Not going to overreact. They moved down a spot. So do the Buccaneers. Browns move up a spot. Really impressed by their uh, by the running game, even without Nick Chubb. And the defense is kind of bend, don't break. Number six, the Rams. Five, Pittsburgh. Four, Baltimore. Three, Kansas City. I am really worried about their offense. Um, number two, Seattle. And number one, the Green Bay Packers. Thank you for watching Sports Online. the most authentic place in sports. Um, this is at 30 minutes on the dot. We'll see you guys hopefully tomorrow. Thank you for watching. Peace out.